0: Welcome to theism the podcast exploring different walks of faith—or not faith—and humanizing the people on all sides of the religious spectrum. I'm your host, Aaron Yancey, and this is our eleventh episode. <music> you haven't listened to last week's episode, stop what you're doing right now and go listen to it. It's the first of a two-part episode, this being the second part, where I share my story of faith, where I came from, and how I got here. I guess we don't need much of an intro, so without further ado, here we go.
1: Bible college, so you go to Bible college just to become a, a... Preacher? like it is like what is the careers like career options after that
0: evangelist missionary pastor youth pastor um worship pastor um sunday school teachers uh foreign missionaries um, or i think they call them global missionaries now
1: all right so you you send this letter or you send this email uh how fast
0: does that spread not fast, really. Actually, um, so I was still looking the part. I didn't cut my hair the uh, on January second. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I was still wearing skirts. I did buy my first pair of pants, and it was really exciting. High um, high fiving the sales associate. I remember
2: the first time I saw you in pajama pants, <laughs> and I was like, I was. Lord, I was so stunned. I was like, oh, "You wear pants?" Um, and like, you know, I am realizing there are some some differing rules around like what people can wear yeah. in their in their homes and, and like maybe out in public. But I remember yeah. that being like a moment of like, oh, "You are in pants." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, uh not for not safe for public uh, situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I. I send the email. It doesn't spread very fast. I actually meet my wife the same day um, because I decided that I was going to make an account on a dating website and say just friends uh, so that I can meet people in the queer community because – I didn't know anybody, um, so I was like, maybe if I make an account on one of these, like I think it was OKCupid. <laughs> um, if I make an account, then that'll be my ticket to like meeting people. And the first person that messaged me was Amanda, and nice. on January first, <laughs>
1: definitely no such thing as fate.
0: Just of <laughs> throwing that out there. January first of 2016, um, she messages me and we start talking. And I distinctly remember our second date. Uh, our first date, I found a pair of basketball shorts. And w- at, on this was like January 9th, okay? <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't want to show up to our first date in a skirt, man. Like, how weird is that? So I put on this pair of basketball shorts, freezing cold outside.
1: You were like, Adam Sandler is the look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we go watch a movie. <laughs> and I was like, man... I mean, whatever. Um, But our second date, I didn't have any – I didn't have pants still. Um, So I wore this long jean skirt, and she was, like, kind of weirded out by it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. It's all I had to wear. (laughs) And these people from a local church, a local apostolic church walk in that I knew – and they were like, oh, hey, <laughs>
2: and oh, they were no. all
0: and they were all wearing jean skirts, too. And so here's Amanda looking at me in a jean skirt and all these people walking by that I know in jean skirts.
2: <laughs> oh, it was man. great. And now not to know that you guys are married to so like happy ending here. Yeah, but...
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're married now. It's <laughs> great. I'm sure I'm
1: sure she kind of thought like, oh, no, I've stepped into a trap. <laughs> well,
0: luckily, I'm really charming. Lucky for me. Um, and so I kind of hooked her in with the fact that I knew the jingle for the bank she worked at that was from the 90s. And she didn't know because she's from Indianapolis. So Incredible. I was like, oh, I know the jingle for your bank. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm real charming. So it worked out in the end. Um, but yeah i i don't know i sent the email felt a thousand pounds lighter and it didn't spread very fast um my point with that story was like these people had no idea that i'd yeah. left the church um it kind of just you know sunday after sunday goes by and people start messaging you mm. and it's like hey, hey where you, you been <laughs> it's like well i no longer go there and you know it just kind of snowballed after that and um, you know, I started being more public on Facebook with um, you know, my relationship status and and things start coming out that way and then I start getting messages. Mm. Um
2: the let's go have coffee message.
0: Yeah. Uh just real underhanded um kind of hey I felt led by God to message you. You, God put you on my heart. God put you on... Like, no, you were Facebook stalking me and you saw that I had a girlfriend. Like... <laughs> God didn't lay shit on your heart. Like, this is garbage.
1: Off mic, I'm gonna need names for shins that I have to break. <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: I mean, there was, there was quite a few, and... I don't know. I just kind of dealt with it for a while and ignored it. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you respond to that no, or? No, I don't. I'm an avoider. I don't respond to anything. <laughs> Good
2: proper Midwestern answer. There.
1: <laughs> Good for you. You're better than me. I I will I will go into a Facebook fight, uh, two two arm like two fists ready to go. So yeah, you just you're getting this onslaught of yeah, let's go get coffee messages. And you're just swiping them away. Absolutely. Okay. And through this, I, at this point, you clearly have lost your faith in the church. Uh, How's God hanging out?
0: So far, um, I just have lots of questions. I, I didn't lose God belief until probably two to three years later. One thing about growing up apostolic Pentecostal and maybe this is true in it, Maybe this isn't true for every Pentecostal church. Maybe this is true in other forms of Christianity. I know for a fact it's true in like certain sects of Christianity. Uh, but there's this little thing called information control and terrifying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend a psychologist. His name is Stephen Hassan. And he has a, a little thing called the Bite Model. The Bite Model is is something that was put together by Stephen Hassan. And it's to identify authoritarian and cult behavior. Um so B is it's bite is stands for the four kind of areas of control. Behavior control information control thought control and emotion emotional control um i would say definitely information and emotional control were present as well as behavior control uh not to the extent to where i would call it a cult like objective like looking mm-hmm. objectively like colloquially i might say as eh, a fucking cult um but I, I would never truly call it a cult um just because there a lot stronger cases. (laughs) Yeah. You you weren't
1: in a village. Uh, Right, right. There was no Uh
0: Jim Jones. Um, Although he has roots in Pentecostalism, fun fact. I feel like... And Indiana. And and, and the church that... Specifically, he went to a church that I visited once. So, um, yeah. Wild stuff. But anyway, the bite model. So, information control. Uh, They really like to temper what you read and what voices you're listening to. I remember them preaching against secular college. Mm -hmm. There was a magazine that came out and it was called something like the college lie. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was uh, called, but it was something like that. And I remember, um, lots of our leaders talking about how secular college poisons your mind and basically the only way you're going to stay saved is if you go to Bible college or if you don't go to college at all and just issue education. So during this time of like questioning and deciding what I was going to do about God, um, my wife and I start going steady and uh, <laughs> um, we start. She becomes my fiancé, and we start living together. And um, we decided to start going to... Well, I guess it was before she became my fiancé. We started living together. Um, I don't know. Time is a weird soup. Uh, But anyway, we started going to this church called St. Lucas UCC. And it was... uh, UCC is United Church of Christ. And they're very much, like... They're really big into social justice and, and giving to a community in ways besides handing out Bibles and tracts. So we'll um, call these the good guys. Yeah, <laughs> okay. these are the good guys. Um, and their tagline at this church was God is still speaking. And they had it in front of a rainbow flag. Um, so that was the first affirming church. Well, I had visited an affirming church. One of my friends from Bible college, her dad is gay. And, uh, uh, I actually and they reached- let her in. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, cause she wasn't Sam, if you're out there, I just want to say thank you because he was the first person that I reached out to, uh, after I left the church because he left the church as well. Uh, he was a music minister and, uh, had left the church because he, you know, was yeah. gay and, um, he never lost his God belief. Um, it, he expressed it in many different ways. And, uh, he brought me to his church in Bloomington. It was like, call, it's called like first church or something. First church of Bloomington. And that was the first affirming church I ever went to. And I was like, holy shit. They exist. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I found <laughs> the gold. Yeah. yeah. Like you can believe in God and still be gay. And I was like, rad. Um, <laughs> Uh, But I still had lots of questions about the Bible because there were lots of, lots of things in scripture. Their kind of tagline was, we take the Bible too seriously to take it literally. (laughs) And I was like, that's interesting. Um, But I don't really jive with that because I think that if you have a book that so many people claim is history and science and um all these things i i have to question or i have to think about intention the author's intention specifically for those books and i can't trust the idea of divine inspiration on a book that gets so many things wrong like deeply wrong like archaeologically historically wrong (laughs) Um, did you know that if you were to line up the number of Israelites they say, uh, went in the Exodus from Egypt to Canaan, if you line up that number of people, one in front of the other, one of them in the back would be in Egypt, and the other one would be in Canaan. <laughs> yet it took them 40 nay 80 years in the desert <laughs> like just things like that <laughs> listen we're not we're not
1: good at traveling
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know what to tell you
0: <laughs> it's just it's just like things like that that are good parables and yeah. they make for good stories right
2: yeah
0: but if you look at archaeological digs in that era, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that points to an exodus. Like, I just... And and I think it would be great if that were a true story. I think that would be a beautiful... And it is. It's a beautiful part of culture.
1: But it's a story.
0: But it's a story. Right. And when people have taken the Bible so literally for so long... I can't I just can't jive with being like, oh, we're going to we're we're still going to follow this book. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like um it just doesn't it to me it's cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't pick up what you're putting down. And so all these affirming churches that I went to and they would like point out the clobber passages of scripture. And kind of make excuses for why it says that man shall not lie with mankind as with woman, um, and they're oh they're talking about you know age gaps with young boys, or they're talking about priests shouldn't do this, it's Levitical law, or they're talking to, you know like they're making all these different. I'm holding um, back a lot of jokes right now, and <laughs> I I deserve I'm credit of for it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good job. Um. So. Or like you know the scripture in Romans that talks about even the women turned their lust to uh, for one another, like I, they make all these like excuses. Oh, that scripture is being taken out of context. To me, it's like it says what it says, and you believe it or don't, and I don't. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to have respect for a book. And thereby, it's religion. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Am I, like, rambling? No, no, absolutely uh. not. So those things started me down a path of, like, questioning. And specifically questioning, like, God belief. I just started educating myself, I guess. I started uh, reading and I started uh, watching YouTube videos about, you know, the, the errors in Scripture. And I started, I got, I got this great book called the skeptics annotated Bible and it literally just goes through every contradiction in scripture. And it's like, Oh my God, like this, yes. this book is thick. It's, it, it's a Bible. Yeah. And like all the little red notes in it is all the contradictions and it goes from Genesis to revelation. And, uh, it's just, it's wild um you know talking about like the the discrepancies in genealogy uh the discrepancies in in science like <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so anyway i and i started reading other holy books too because i was like you know if i'm wrong about christianity i want to see if like what the other and they're just like I was like, maybe, you know, maybe there's something to a God belief that's not in Christianity. And so I check out, you know, um, Islam and they say that the mountains are like tent pegs that hold the earth down. And I'm done with the Uh, Koran.
1: Well, you you also, you went straight into one that's, uh, uh, and, you know, my knowledge of theology is very little but you kind of went into almost a sequel of the bible right
0: yeah something like that yeah like Um,
1: (laughs) judaism is back to the future one christianity (laughs) back to the future Two. yeah so like you
0: know the abrahamic religions not for me um and i i you know i looked at things like like spirituality um and i just I just can't get on board with it, man. Yeah. I notice a distinct lack of crystals around here. So yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I can't get with it. If there's no like evidence for it besides like anecdotal, mm-hmm. which is not admissible in court, <laughs> I can't, I can't jive with it, man. I just can't.
1: You bringing up court. Uh, and I, I know I talked about this on my episode, uh, there's some episodes of Knowledge Fight where they uh, listen to like some, oh, hi cat, uh, it's some preacher that went onto the Alex Jones show mm-hmm. and talks about how like there is a there's a court in heaven, yeah, and <laughs> that was blowing my mind. I had to almost pull over. So
0: if you want some entertainment, if you, some real entertainment, go to YouTube. And type in Kat Kerr, K-A-T-K-E-R-R. She is a prophetess, a self-proclaimed prophetess, who describes what heaven is like. And I'm talking cotton candy and roller coasters. Okay? Um, We're talking there's a room in heaven with severed limbs that God is just waiting to send angels to give to people. When they pray for a miracle, there's organs in heaven, like hearts and livers, um, that God's waiting to do, like, divine transplants. Um, All you have to do is pray for it, and, you know, God's ready to give you that new kidney. She's just wild. And I highly recommend looking her up if you want some entertainment. I don't even know what to say to that, but I'm I'm
2: totally going to do that later. Like, I don't know what to say, and also I know this evening that's what i'm typing into youtube <laughs> i
1: i want your uh, opinion as a doctor what's your uh <laughs> yeah do you also have storerooms you have a room full of limbs yes <laughs> just,
2: i don't like the last time i prayed for a kidney i don't i don't think it just i don't remember it materializing
0: yeah so. no it's uh, okay it doesn't work like that
2: so for for sake of time and i know like i would listen to a podcast oh, with you on it for,
0: i'm forever. i'm i'm definitely splitting this into two parts just so <laughs> you guys know hey okay
2: um, what made you want to make this podcast? And like, I know, and I'm imagining that, you know, you've had, you had significant time that uh, you spent, you spent of your life in the church and I, I'm using like my, my quotes there in the church. And then now this newer part of your life where you are not part of capital Z capital church, um, um, so what? Like why the podcast? What what was like the inspiration for it? And like what are you what are you hoping to do with it?
0: Yeah. So um my inspiration for the podcast was actually kind of twofold. Um first off, I had what I'd like to call an angry atheist phase um yeah. where I was very militant and like kind of looked down on people who still believed in God I was like really (laughs) and uh it's uh, kind of rude um not something I'm proud of
1: most of us that go through that phase and I'm I'm guilty as charged as well I feel like you just went through it about 10 years later than what a lot (laughs) lot of us do
0: yeah I'm a late bloomer um
1: uh, whenever I was listening back to the episode that we did, uh, which, by the way, I've listened to an embarrassing amount of times. Um, I Too many. Too many. Um, I, I do want to clarify that whenever I say, like, the, like, oh, the angry atheist phase that we all go through, I do want to say I'm not, I'm trying not, I'm not being pithy. I'm not like, oh, hmm. I went through an atheist phase too, and I left it, and now I'm back. Right, right. No, I, 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 definitely don't mean that, and like, most of my friends are atheists, um, and, <laughs> and I, I mean, I still like agnostic. I, I definitely, I, my toe is in that in that pond as well a little bit, but I am, um, no, but the angry part, the militant part, right. is like a phase that you kind of go through before you become a chill, cool. Atheist. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> it's almost like I took my evangelical roots and gave them atheist wings <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 pulled what we, you pulled what we call I a, kind of like a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so the the evangelical attitude i kind of brought that into my atheism whereas like i have to tell everybody what i think because you know everybody needs to know that there's not a God because they're wasting their time. And I just, I realized, I guess that there's more to life than my perspective (laughs) and other people have perspectives that I want to know about. And I want to learn about, um, not that I'm going to follow their perspective. I'm not, I'm very confident in what I believe and how I believe it. Um, But so is everyone else. And I want to hear their stories and why they believe what they believe. And I want to know them. I want to know people. And the second reason I started the podcast. When I proposed to my wife, I put a live video up on Facebook. And I started getting messages to the point to where I had to delete my Facebook and get a new one. I need names? <laughs> it's no one that you know. Ooh. Um, it's all people from the church. No way. <laughs> uh. And it was people that, like, maybe I'd visited and sang or preached at their church once. Um, and it was people who... Not, not a lot of people that I went to Bible college with, but some. Um... And it was just a lot of people that were like, I used to watch you sing when you were at Bible college. And, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And you're just, you're a disappointment. You're going to hell. You know, God's wrath is on you. You've been turned over to a reprobate mind. You know, mm-hmm. basically, <laughs> the wages of sin is death. And you deserve death. That's what it boiled down to. And, um... I don't know, I, having digested all of that for several years and coming to a point in my life to be like, I would never. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like, even as a militant atheist, I would never tell someone that they deserve death for what they believe or don't believe. And I feel like there are people that... Do actually feel that way, and so I want to know why, and yeah. I want to know. I want. I want there to be a possibility that somebody could see something through another person's eyes and just stop being a dick.
1: I uh, one of my favorite things about this show is how, um, <laughs> like, how very easy listening it is, and how, like, even with people that you don't agree with, or you know. Uh, you have been very open-minded and you do want to hear from them. Would you be open to having, like, maybe one of these people that literally was wishing your death? Like, would would you be open to having them on the podcast? Because I know if it was my podcast, I,
0: I don't think I could. I would have to do some soul-searching on that one. I think that's totally fair. Um... <laughs> just because there's still a lot of trauma that i haven't worked through um in therapy which by the way go to therapy shout out to therapy shout out to therapy we love that um <laughs> we we love a good therapist uh and i feel like at this stage in my life right now i would not be ready for that um just because there's still a lot of things i haven't worked through and i feel like it would it would be such a
1: outlier of an episode like just because you know so far everything has been kind and sweet and gentle and I I don't think that episode could be
0: yeah
2: um yeah I think you have to put into context too of like for someone who like is is openly wishing you you harm and death like the reality of what you're going to accomplish in an in an hour is is not what you're trying to accomplish right like you would need a lot of time to
0: changing people to put into that yeah yeah, changing people's hearts is a slow burn
1: I don't even think that would be trying to change their heart though just I would just like listening curiosity yeah like (laughs) yeah like I want to I want to watch this train wreck and I know it's
0: gonna be awful yeah I don't know man (laughs) I just I don't think I would be ready for that at this point, yeah, no, I don't maybe think someday, you know, I think that's totally fair though <laughs> that would also that would also require me like digging out my old Facebook <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh uh you know reliving those messages again, oh, you mean you don't want to oh, dig yeah. through all that awful? No, I don't, not right now, but you know, I've considered having people from my like my past on the show, mm-hmm. like for sure, I think it would be great. To have that perspective Of somebody who is currently In the same Denomination that I was in So, I don't know That's a good question though
1: Yeah, no, no, that's that's what I'm here for (laughs) (laughs) I know that we're uh, beginning to wrap up And feel free to completely Edit this out, but I I have some questions from our teenage years Okay Uh what the fuck was going on with Poco Joes? Oh boy.
2: Oh yeah. Um like
1: <clears throat> that, that is a like two year kind of blur where I was like were we all kind of in a small cult? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it a cult. I would call it an outreach ministry gone wrong. Just it was just weird. It was. It was like, incredibly it was weird. weird. And like that was another church that I kind of helped their music department well, I was, get I was, off
1: the ground. That's why I wanted to ask because I know that yeah. uh, you and uh, feel free to you know block this name out, but uh, David Jackson. Yeah, uh,
0: which I'm about to have him on the show. So Poco Joe's, man, that was that was a wild time. Uh, how often does that happen?
1: Like where like you just get like a message like Hey, thinking about you.
0: Probably once a month. It seems like, um, it seems I, like I both a lot like, and a little. Are you the same Aaron Yancey that went to such and such Bible <laughs> college? And I won't answer and they'll be like, if it is, I watch your YouTube videos all the time from Bible college and you were oh, so anointed. And I didn't even think about that.
1: There being like a lot of just like evidence. <laughs> like what well, evidence is the wrong word and the right word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like. A oh, lo- yeah, I'm
0: still on YouTube. Oh, man.
1: Oof. There
0: are records.
1: I didn't even think
0: about that. It's good stuff. I mean, it's horrible, but it is what it is. I, I was talking with uh, an old co-worker. She was also former Pentecostal. And uh, she was like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine you in long hair and a skirt. And I just pulled it up on YouTube, and I was like, watch. <laughs> and she goes, that's you? I used to dream of going to ex-bible college. I really wish... Uh, I really wish I would have known you then blah 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 blah. I was like yeah well (laughs) that that
1: that that is kind of the crazy part is like I whenever I think about you like I I clearly picture you as you are yeah but like I do get that like little like ding like this is (laughs) the old and yeah it it is just like man it's wild it is because I I think at one point like I think and it 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 definitely was small but at one point you did try to save me
0: oh for sure yeah. i tried to save everybody
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: i mean that that's that's part of the the culture and the yeah. salvation process is of like if you're not out there actively trying to bring people into the faith you're not doing your job and you're in danger of hell right. i uh, I'm and gonna... also like
2: how scary is that right like thinking anyone who's not in this is going to this like this eternal hellfire. Yeah, so like you, you do it because of you, course love you would want to like, you know, spare the people that you love from that or that you even like from that.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to, uh, my, my job here is just to be a reference. Uh, like that's all I do is throw out names of books and movies. Uh, oh, and by the way, you dropped on the last episode that just came out, which me and my wife listened to and really loved with uh, the uh, preacher. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, was his name John? Mm-hmm. Okay. Really love that guy. That guy has a great voice. Uh, but you dropped that you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I am. And we did not talk about that on our episode. <laughs> I have a Mystery Science Theater 3000 tattoo.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So Incredible.
1: off the record, we're going to have to talk. But uh, no, I to throw out another book for you or for anybody to check out, that was such a huge guide for me. Um as a teenager. And like, even today I will reread it. Uh, it's called God, God, no uh, signs that you might already be an atheist and oh, other interesting and other fantastic tales. Nice. And it, it's by Pin Okay. And famous atheist, famous atheist. And uh, the book is beautiful. It is hilarious. There's tons of hilarious stories, but it begins with a, like, he's like, I'm going to give you a simple test. And if, you don't know the answer to this you might already be an atheist and it's if you heard a voice either from outside or inside yourself telling you to kill your own child would you and if the answer is no i have news for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like i remember reading that at like 16 and being like (gasps) Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, to tie it back to what we were talking about, he, he talks about how he loves people that um, try to convert him yeah. because he's like, no, like I, you are doing a good job because if I personally thought like, oh, if I don't save you, you're like a person tied to a train track and I can see the train coming and you can't, and it's my job to save you from that train, yeah. I would do everything possible. To like I would yell at you, I would fight with you, I would do anything to get you off that train track, yeah, and he's like, so I see these people, and God they're annoying when they try to convert me, <laughs> yeah, but he's like, at least they're trying like they're yeah. they're doing the good version of it because the people that ig- ignore it, those are bad religious people, at yeah. least in my eyes so, <laughs> but I uh, know, check out that book, it's really, really good, really, really funny
2: so i wanna I wanna just like throw out some words from you that i I heard that you said, and uh, I, I, we're getting ready to go to a festival, so I'm going to have to wrap it up here, but words that you said that were themes throughout were love, acceptance, music, kindness, giving and forgiving were both very up there, um, and then I'm going to throw in one more that was like versions of the word nerdy, basically. Um <laughs> So, you know, whether that was like listening, listening to these podcasts or books or deep dives, those sorts of things. And, um, I just want to let you know that like, if there were words that I had to use to describe you, like those would be a lot of the words that I would use. Um, and it didn't, it doesn't ever matter like what phase of, you know, your faith or, or not faith that you've been in. Those have always been words that I would use to describe you. So I just wanted to like take the time to say that I am really happy that you're doing this and like talking with other people and getting more of these themes out. And also, I am just incredibly grateful to have to know you um, and like to get to to get to be here and like be a part of you sharing your story with everybody so i wanted to i don't have a minute to just say like thank you and you're pretty freaking awesome and thanks for doing this work
0: oh man you're way too kind (laughs) way too kind (laughs) huge thank you to nolan Weetop and adrian armel for helping me out with these episodes and being so kind enough to interview me Special thanks to Dustin Smith for helping me write and record the music for the podcast and to Megan Lawler for our thumbnail. Faithyism is written, recorded, and produced by me, Aaron Yancey, your friendly neighborhood atheist. Be sure to subscribe and leave a comment about what you thought of our show. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email at Faithismpod at gmail.com. That's F-A-I-T-H-E-I-S-M pod at gmail.com. Check us out on social media as well. We do have a Facebook page and an Instagram. Thanks for listening. And remember, even if we disagree about God, we can always agree about our humanity. See you next time.